Hello, welcome to the Chamber Voice of Business podcast, sponsored by AT&T. I'm your host, Karen Wagaman, with the Rogers Lowell Area Chamber of Commerce. Today, we are talking about a topic that is near and dear to my heart, animals that are rescued and cared for while looking for their forever homes. I want to welcome Clayton Morgan, Executive Director of the Humane Society for Animals right here in Rogers. Also joining us is Kathy McClure, President of the Board of Directors. We are speaking about the impact this organization makes on the pet population here in Northwest Arkansas and how their staff and volunteers bring joy to the lives of animal lovers in our community while improving the quality of life for both two-legged and four-legged residents. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Chamber Voice of Business podcast, sponsored by AT&T. Again, I'd like to welcome Clayton Morgan and Kathy McClure. Clayton, you are the Executive Director of the Humane Society for Animals here in Rogers, and Kathy serves as the President of the Board of Directors. So, Clayton, what is your responsibility? What's the responsibility of your organization toward the pet population in Rogers and throughout Benton County? We house all the abandoned and stray dogs from the rural areas of Benton County, that, and that starts Gateway, Lowell, part of Springdale, part of Tawny Town, Salem Springs, all the way over to Sulphur Springs. So we have a large area of rural areas of the county, and um, and there's always, and uh, I forget the, there's 4,000 miles of roads in the county that our animal control officers have to service out in the rural areas of the counties. So those animals are always they're abandoned or stray, brought in the shelter. We house them for seven, 14 days, and then we put them up for, get them spay, and then we put them up adopt, for adoption at that point if they're not reclaimed by their owners. In our, the shelter and the rural areas, there's very low reclaims. Where the city, they can have 20 to 40 reclaims in a month, where we're lucky to have one to two reclaims in one month. So we have a large responsibility, just a lot of volume of dogs, just... July alone, 95 dogs were brought into the shelter in one month. Wow. And and our shelter goes back a long way. Is that correct? Yes. The shelter has been in existence since 1963, not in the current location. It was on Rainbow Road in Bentonville at that time. Moved into the Rogers off of 1st Street in the early 70s. But it's been an, a nonprofit for, since 1963, servicing Benton County. Wow. And I know you get really involved with different businesses and different organizations to spread the word. And recently, Kathy McClure, who is a very devoted dog and cat mom, um, Kathy invited your organization to Downtown Rogers during the Art Walk. Um, Kathy, I know that you've supported this organization in a lot of different ways, including the recent pet adoption and fundraiser at Gateway Mortgage Company. So would you like to tell me how that came about and what, what you did to make that happen? Well, I have adopted several animals from uh, Clay and the Humane Society, um, and so I just decided that it was a good way for us to raise money for the new shelter, and we had a, an artist who does a lot of um, personal pet portraits, and um, she's she did one for me, so it's like, oh, what a great way to make raise some money. So we invited her, and she agreed that part of the money that she, uh, from sales that night, would go to the Humane Society, and we also took in donations uh, that night, too. 
Wow, that's wonderful. Well, we appreciate your support in tying downtown Rogers and tying the Art Walk and tying the artist to the Humane Society. So um, how long have you been involved with the Humane Society? For animals. I just took over as president this year, um, but I've I've been involved in adopting. I I can't really go out there and and do a lot because <laughs> I bring them home with me. Um, but I but I do try to um, uh, tell everybody about the Humane Society. So we've we have been uh, very blessed to have Clay, and and he's very devoted to our shelter. Oh, that's wonderful. And you're a great supporter and ambassador for the organization, so we appreciate that. And Clay, can you give us an idea of the scope of the organization? How many animals do you see a week, a month, a year? How, how do you keep count of things like that? You know, just put it, this, this is a number of dollars sticks, and this is not counting this year at all. It will be over that. It's nine, we've, since, and I don't know why I remember this, since 2004, we've taken in 9,000 966 dogs abandoned in the rural areas of Benton County. So we're well over, but this month, this year's numbers, we're well over that number of dogs. And that, you know, so, you know, just uh, the sheer volume of, you know, and just educating people. And the, the only answer to this whole problem is spay and neutered. You know, if we don't, we've got to teach our children teach our relatives that we have to spay or neuter. There's 10,000 people born in the United States every day, 70,000 dogs. For every one of those dogs to have a home means that every house would have to have seven dogs per person per household. That's not going to work. So, you know, the only answer is spay and neuter. And that's, you know, one of the things we preach, you know, with all of our animals are spay or neuter before they leave. But and a lot of it's education, and it's, and it's coming along, you know, it, it, it is improving in this area because um, 20 years ago, it was, it, it was a lot more dogs. I would have had over 1,000 to 1,200 dogs already for the year so far this year. It's, wow. It's, it's been cut in half just by educating people. So every pet that is adopted out of your organization is spayed or neutered. If someone has a pet from another source, you know, a family friend or whatever, and it hasn't been altered, do you have a means to help them? We do have means. We do have means to help them. And then um, we also, you know, on, we, do, we have a program that we try to help our disabled, our veterans that are coming back with um, this have some issues that we've got a program where we can provide them. If they find a dog that meets their needs at our shelter, we will give them food, veterinary care, everything for one year for that dog. Oh, nice. Help and, them and, get and, and, and situated. So it's been that way. Uh, we give them all the flea medicine, heartworm medicine, and everything for one year. Oh, that's terrific. And if somebody's coming to you and interested in adopting an animal, maybe they haven't had one for a long time or have never had one, what kind of things do they need to consider? What I tell people is one of the biggest things, that when I when people come to me, is I tell them not to look at the Internet. I say, I say, come to me and look at the animals. Because a lot of times people, we are becoming a society that we just want to sit on the Internet or phones and look at dogs, and then you imagine this this what this dog could be like in your head and you sell it to yourself and then we have to say this dog's not you know this is not going to work for your situation you know you come what I, several things when people come in and ask ask i say what do you like to do and if they say we like to hike walk do those things then I, you know then i know which way to go or if, uh, you know someone else says you know i like to just take my dog and go for a car ride i know what 
what way to go or if I like to watch football you know you know you find out a little bit about the person and then you match the dog with the person and that you know because you don't want to get a, a dog that wants to play fetch all day long to someone that wants to to an owner that wants to watch football all day long. So matching that energy level is really important. (laughs) It's matching the dog. You've got to match the dog with the person. So sometimes people, you know, some people argue with me about one of the funniest things, and it happened, and she'll come in, she still comes in and leaves me a donation. She came in and said, I want to adopt that dog. And I said, no, you don't. And she said, yes, I do. I said, and I said, all right, I'll let you take it home for one night. I said, but you need to take this dog over here. And she, she took it home. She is at my door the next morning, and she said, I'll listen to you next time. So sometimes does the animal pick the human rather than yeah. the human picking you know, the animal? A lot animal? of it is it's, it's chemistry. And, you know, and t- dogs, you know, dogs, and dogs gravitate toward certain people, and people gravitate toward certain dogs. So, you know, and it's a chemistry that there's sometimes it, you could t- it's just like that, you know. You know, and I've adopted out for 25 years, been adopted, and it's just amazing when, you know, when, uh, you know, people, they match, you know, chemistry and everything, just personalities match up like that. It, and it's nice to see them. They all, I've got to always have two or three drop by to see me every two or three days, and then uh, or two or th- three days once a week, and then all the photos on the Facebook and things like that of all the um, all the dogs that's in the home environments, and that's that's what keeps me and all people at all shelters going. Those that positive feedback, just not only me but all shelters, anyone in the shelter. That's what we thrive on. Yeah. Well, Kathy, can you tell us a little bit about your experience with your beloved pets that you've adopted? How did you pick them? How long did you have them? Well. Um, I, I had one that, that actually picked me, and I went to donate some stuff, and, and the dog was looking at me, and it was like, oh, man, I can't leave without this dog, and um, I did, and um, it, he, I, hadn't been, I hadn't had a puppy in a long time, and uh, he was a little destructive the first week, and I took him back, and Clay goes, well, next time we'll probably give him to somebody that has a little bit more room for him, and, and of course... He knew I wasn't going to leave the dog, and I took him back, and he was the best dog I've ever had. Um, as I as I tell people, he owned me. I didn't own him. Um, but um, and Maybe then, he knew that second chance or third chance oh, was yeah, his, his yeah. last well, one. Well, Clay said, if you'll put him in a kennel, he'll he'll be fine. And so the first, the first night, he wouldn't go in there, and then the next night, he went in by himself. And then it was like, well... We'll try him in the house for one night, and, and then it turned into two nights, and then it was three nights, and then it was like all the time. So, uh, but he was he was the best dog. He really was, and and we have one now that um, she's she's been in three shows at the theater. She's she's oh, kind fun. of a little diva, of course. Um, so and Eric, you are very involved in the Arkansas Public yes, Theater for those yes. people who don't know. Yeah. So so, he, so you're kind of a stage mom when yeah. it comes to dogs. Well. He, she was just in Annie, and she didn't get to be in the curtain call, and I was so upset with my husband <laughs> for not putting her in the curtain call, and he goes, you are such a stage mom. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. So, and about that, um, the last three dogs I have adopted from a shelter were all adult dogs, and I know there's a special place for people that get adult and senior dogs because not everybody wants or needs a puppy. So um, is is it harder to place an adult dog? You know, it's get it's getting easier because I've I've explained to people on an adult dog what you see is what you get. They they're not gonna they're not gonna get home and be something else. Adult dog, it's it's what you see right there is it, and um and a lot of people with their 
their lifestyles and stuff, they're liking the five and six year old dogs where they can just go home and leave them in the house and they're they're not destructive and things like that and they don't need as much energy burn off where they you have to take them for the walks they one one or two short walks a day there a day and they're fine where a puppy you're committed you know all hours of the day and night to that puppy right yeah well i've really appreciated my senior dogs in part because they are easy to acclimate and it's a lot of work to start with a puppy and i haven't done that since i was an adult so anyway i have a rule at my house if it's not two it doesn't come in so So, um your organization is a 501c3 Mm -hmm. so you do rely on donations and i believe you told me that you're one of the last few nonprofit animal shelters we're one of the last nonprofit shelters in this area most of the shelters like rogers springdale Fayetteville, they're all city owned and operated we're one of the last shelters with a facility that's operating a facility in this area and like most most shelters are nationwide are city owned and operated so we're one of the last of the mohicans and where that it gets tough because a lot of you know donations and things like that they think we are a city entity where we're we're paid by the taxpayers you know but you know we're the last of the nonprofits. so and most and a lot of people don't realize that we're not a city or government agency Okay, and so you must have hundreds and thousands of of people who donate anywhere from a few dollars a year or a month to hundreds or thousands. We've paid I'm off our land and got most of our bill to paid off with the average donation of thirty dollars. We've had some very generous donations over the time, but we're a true community shelter because we we're it, it's the one dollar, the five dollar. Rogers and this community has been very well. That's treated us very well. Downtown Rogers has embraced our shelter in many ways, but it's a true, we are a true community shelter because it's, a lot of people think on fundraising especially, they say, well, Walmart and Tyson should do this, but Walmart and Tyson, they have their own things they, they're doing. You know, the people have to want us here, and the people have spoken, and they want us here. That's why we were having a new shelter, and, um, you know, but we're a shelter of the people. We're uh, the community shelters, what uh, I'm just, I'm going to coin our shelter, because it's, we would not be here if it was not for the community. And I'm guessing you do have a lot of organizations that come to you and say, hey, our employees want to do some sort of fundraiser, or we want to do some kind of campaign. Can we donate to your organization? I know our Chamber of Commerce does that. Yes. Um, once a year, we pick a lot of different nonprofits to We support. do a lot of, they've got several, we got some, Walmart has a program right now that's very generous. They pay us $10 for anybody, not an employee, but anybody that wants to come out and volunteer with the shelter. And we can all do that until the end of this month. And wow. uh, they, it, you don't have to be a, a Walmart employee. All you have to do is, we've got all the steps lined out where you go online, log in. And it's a very, it's a new program just started this year, but um, it's, you know, any volunteer. And we can also, and I will say this now, if anybody that knows anyone that on um, National Honor Society, tell them they need to get in now to take their class. Our class is the first Saturday each, each month, 12 o'clock. And uh, that way they can start getting their community service hours for graduation. A lot of times, especially, the, everybody waits till. April. It's cold, yeah, or, or they realize it's it's wintertime, and no one wants to walk a dog. The dogs don't even walk, want to walk in the wintertime. So right. everybody National Honor Society, anyone in the high school that's required community service hours, football team, cheerleaders, 
let's get your your uh, class done early. That way, you've got lots of options of warm days to walk dogs and things like that. Oh, so, great! So, what yeah. other type of volunteer opportunities are available? You know, walking. We got well, we've got a, a guy, he, a gentleman that comes in every week, and he he just wants to um, um, take a dog for a car ride. How nice! He'll grab a dog, and his wife won't let him have a dog, so he'll grab. He, it's funny, he brings her car. <laughs> <laughs> and he brings her car, and he wants one that sheds. I love it. <laughs> and he'll take it on a two or three, uh, two or three hour car ride, and bring the dog back, and then and laugh all laugh going down the driveway <laughs> of how much hair is in the back of his wife's car. That's but, great. Um, but, um, but, no, yeah. no one will be named. Right. <laughs> We're not going to share any names about that. So. Um, you do have a, a new building campaign that's underway that's kind of wrapping up, it sounds right. like. You've right. still got a ways to go, but tell us a little bit about the plans for your new building uh, and your timeline. Uh, the, the groundbreaking will be the 26th at 12 o'clock. 26th, Monday, 26th of, of August. August. 12 o'clock. It'll be a facility. It'll have a cat room, cat, cat patio where the dog, cats go outside, 60 indoor-outdoor runs Wow. where the dogs are inside and outside, and then they'll have play yards off of that. Also, and um, it's going to be just a total new where everything will be inside. You know, it's going to be a, you know, you know, in the winter time, and everybody be nice and comfortable in the winter time. It's going to be long time over, over overdue. We've been waiting for this for a long time. So, so if people listening to our podcast want to be part of that, whether it's they want to be part of the event or they want to be, have their name perhaps associated with the campaign, um, how does someone go about just, donating just, to help this be? Just call the shelter. Now, we'll we'll have we'll have some ways to we can um, we'll have all the information for them and we'll we'll take any kind of donations you know of, and anything like that so but that though all those things are getting ready to start and within this next week we'll have all the guidelines out on that oh that's wonderful so you've got a new facility you've got lots of opportunities for donations lots of opportunities for people to volunteer what else do you want us to know um, what kind of relationships do you have with other organizations do you partner with veterinarians do you partner with groups like that animal the, hospitals the veterinarians they're very we've got and in this area here, and in this countywide, we've got a very generous veterinarians. Our veterinarians, and there's several of them that go way and above the call of duty. They they help us out monetarily as far as you know, a dog with a broken leg or something. They help us out with a cheap surgery and thing like that, and things like that. But we are very blessed to have the veterinarians in this area that have jumped on board over the 25 year period, and um, and um, that I've been there and and have helped us out tremendously, and we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for our veterinarians, especially the ones in Rogers, the Rogers area here, and uh, Rogers Lowell area. We have some very, very veterinarians have that stepped up. Oh, that's and wonderful! Ask, and don't ask for any recognition. And and part of your new building, you're going to have um, kind of a, a, a hospital room, a, a surgical room. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, we'll have a. Uh, that's going to be our next goal after this. We'll have a. After I get the shelter built, we'll have a. We've already got the facility, and I've kind of ran it over. I've talked to Mayor Hines about it, not formally, just I've t just told him my ideas, and that's a better way to put it. But um, have a maybe have a low cost spay neuter clinic here in Rogers where we could. To how to spay the animals because some you know spay the animals for people because sometimes the price of us to spay or neuter animal that some people can't afford it 
and that allows us to get them in on a I'd like to have it Friday Saturday Sunday or Thursday Friday Saturday to have a just a, a surgery day for people that need their animal spay you know that, that, that they can't afford it and do vaccinations things like that and help them and um, help people you know especially seniors things like that veterans but you know most and a lot of just people that just that can't afford to get their animal spay and maybe target what I would like to do is then target some of the areas that are you know that are the that we have the most problems with go out there and canvas the area have volunteers canvas area and set up a time where you pick volunteers or pick the dogs up and bring them into the and into the um, shelter to have them spay and then then would probably keep them overnight and then return them back to their their owners. But and you do cats and dogs. Cats and dogs. Do they have the the habit here of um, tagging the cat, clipping their ears or whatever, the, so that it, you know from a distance? Yeah, that it's the been... feral cats they they nick their ear if uh, mm -hmm. on a, if we if it's catching them release, they always nick their ear. So okay. And I didn't ask you this earlier, but do you microchip animals for people? Is that a service you can provide? I don't. I don't. There is. There's a place. There's a downtown Rogers. It's a Quality Pet, they have a, um, a low-cost microchip clinic down there, and I just refer everyone to that clinic there. And there's lots of options, again, and then Spay Arkansas has some um, clinics also. But um, but as far as microchipping for the public, no. And the city, but the city of Rogers will do it at a reduced cost also. Oh, that's great. That saves everybody a lot of aggravation right. and you know, anguish. And the, and the sad thing though about microchips, and everybody needs to know this, and um, if you have moved and you've switched numbers, if you have not contacted your microchip company, we cannot find out. Half our dogs have microchips at the shelter, mm -hmm. and we can't find the owners. So, um, you know, that's and uh, so if you've got a dog, if you're not sure, just go again, go to your vet, have them scan the microchip number, give you the phone number. You go home and uh, and and sit out on the phone and make sure it's up to date because. Majority of the microchips out there today are not up to date. I, I had to do that when I moved here because I knew my pets were microchipped, but I didn't know where that paperwork was, and I didn't know how to call. And that's exactly what I did. The veterinarian scanned them and said, here's what you do, and it, it was easy. Yeah. It was easy, and it didn't cost any more to do that. So. I've got microchips from Canada, Mexico, Hawaii. I've got them all in the shelter right now, but I can't find the owners. Wow. Wow, well, so. that's too bad. Well, is there anything else that you want to share about your experiences or about the service that you're providing? Something else we should know? You know, that's, you know, what we do is we provide, you know, what we want people to do is start on adoptions. I want people to come down and start, you know, what I, what, especially what I've been telling people now is all of our kids all these people are moving out into apartments and stuff like that. The parents need to grab their their, their kids by the horns and say, no, you're not going to go out and get a dog right now. They go th the parents are going to have, all the kids going to college right now, they're all coming into the shelter right now, think they're going to get a dog. Most most of them, 99% of them aren't going to get a dog, but parents need to be really proactive because most of the time that dog's going to end up back at the parents' house because, um, and that's this time of year, This is the, 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 it happens every year. You know, I had 20 or 30 people, college kids come in on Saturday wanting to adopt dogs. And, you know, you know, I tell them, don't walk. You don't really need a dog. You're going to be too busy with school and all the activities after school. So you come down, take my class first Saturday of the month, and then just 
you come down and walk. When you think you want a dog, you come down and walk a dog. Yeah. Start and volunteering. Volunteering. And, the, and, the, and that, regular commitment. Right. Mm-hmm. Because that's what we, you know, that's our dilemma for the, and it's all, all the shelters this, this month and next month. Everybody's trying to, all the college kids are trying to grab a dog. And, and um, but just, I've been trying to just tell them, no, just come down and walk one. Take a class. Yeah. And you walk it. We're on trails. If you were a runner, you could take it for a two or three mile run. You know, I've got lots of dogs that'd be happy to do that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. If they if they want their picture on social media with a dog, they can have a new dog every week. Right. <laughs> so, okay. Well, I do want to thank both of you for taking time out of your busy schedules and visiting with us and sharing information. We love that we have a, a very treasured um, place for people to get pet, pets where they can adopt a dog and cat. So we want to thank you both. Um, again, today our guests are Clay Morgan, Executive Director of the Humane Society for Animals, and Kathy McClure. She's the President of the Board of Directors, and she manages Gateway Mortgage here in downtown Rogers. So thank you both for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having us.